0: Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony.
1: Did you know she played the gooch? Sorry, anytime we have to restart, (laughs) anytime we restart an episode, it goes back to that one time at NerdUp where we restarted like five times and just, you know, she played the gooch, right? It, she played the Gooch and Scrubs. God, it was—it just—it was my first thought when we hit record again. I was like, I have to do it. Yo, sorry guys. Da-
0: <laughs> da- why are you apologizing? They wouldn't have known. They would have no idea. Uh, Dalton pretended that his microphone didn't work because he didn't want me to reveal that the D and the Big D stood for Dirt Boy. That's what it was. Um, yeah. So, but now he can't restart again yeah. because that is actually the law. Um, well, that's what net neutrality was. The good and news now is it's... <laughs> that didn't go through, did it? I, know like I don't a year, Yeah, it was I don't ago. think. I don't think it actually. I don't think it actually did. I yeah. think we stopped it because, freaking dumb. Uh, yeah. Dumb. Was,
1: but the good news is, with my anxiety and everything going through, is I will now be flipping between Discord and GarageBand every forty-five seconds. So that's exciting. See, that's.
0: I have my Discord at a smaller window, and it's sitting on top of my Audacity, so I can see my. Oh my god! I can do that. Holy shit. <laughs> This would have saved us three minutes, like five yeah, minutes. Yeah, lo- we only lost like three minutes, so it's, it's, you didn't miss a ton. Yeah, I didn't
1: completely uh, ruin everything, but
0: oh my god, I Asa, I have taken college courses on how to do this. Oh, that's you could have just you, you could have just not said anything yeah. and let it be as embarrassing as it already yeah, was. Yeah, I so you am, don't need to keep adding on. You know, Jeff Odell said at the last
1: Parable show the most brilliant thing I think I ever said, and I think I just proved it. I am the least intelligent. Uh, educated person he knows he's like you're the dumbest most educated person I've ever met and I was like that's a good that's a good insult <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I never thought to say that you're the dumbest smart person I know
0: and accurate yeah
1: super accurate
0: <laughs> <laughs> so getting into the show the preamble I do want to give a quick shout out um, to wrestling in the area this weekend We are recording this on the night of St. Louis Anarchy up in Granite City. They are currently running. Masato Tanaka is fighting Gary Jay. And we just, we want to send our thoughts and our prayers and all the best to the sheer number of fans that are, like, especially if you're in the front row. I'm assuming you were leaving with some kind of injury after the strikes that they land does some sort of Dragon Ball Z-esque... Shockwave. Shockwave (laughs) uh, through... through that uh area so all the best to you guys thoughts and prayers (laughs) um but anarchy tonight is kicking off a killer weekend of wrestling in our area uh ignite pro wrestling is tomorrow is i'm sorry saturday night in mount vernon yep uh dalton and i will both be making our debuts there dalton as an in-ring competitor myself on commentary uh i had to miss the first show because i had covid Dalton also had to miss the first show because my because of m-
1: my girlfriend had covid um that yeah that was that was the worst because like so I was super we... excited because it's one of those it was, it was a sh- and, like it's it's the AEW uh action figure line like how many times do you get to start at the ground level of something and right. like I was like oh man I'm gonna get to be a part of this company's first show and then yep uh, Sadie said I'm not feeling good and then that morning it was covid and I almost went and then common sense kicked in which I hate when that happens to me because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen often, but when it happens, it always screws me over. Like, and
0: you made the right call. I did. If I would have found out either that you'd done it. I'd have beat your ass. I know. And, um,
1: it, but like, but it's, but Hey, my, the second show, I'm getting a banger. Like, and I hate when people call matches that, but like me versus Tony flood, that's a, I've never wrestled him one-on-one before. And yeah, I'm, that'll be, I'm super like, I've, I've said it on other shows too. Like, I think I said it on four sides part podcast. Whenever uh, Caleb Carter was doing that, he was like dream opponents. And I think he was expecting me to say like popular names, John Cena. Yeah. But it was like, (laughs) I really want to wrestle Tony flood and Brandon Barbwire Cause those were like the last two that I never got to wrestle that helped me in training a lot at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. and I got Brandon back in November of last year. And, uh, fortunately before like his neck went completely. Um, And I just assumed I was never going to get wrestle Tony, but I get it this weekend and I'm super like, I am super fucking stoked. I had so many people message me after that match got announced being like, Hey, you finally got your wish. Uh, (laughs) Tony flood, Billy Hills and, uh, Dexter Roswell included. Uh, they were all like, Hey, here you go. (laughs) I was like, thanks. I appreciate it guys. Uh, but I'm super stoked. Um, it's going to, and also like new company, um, come support. Um, we only get new companies sticking around if people go to the shows. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a really good card uh, A lot of my friends from uh, Stride's past Is going to be there um, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the spiritual successor to Stride In a lot of ways um, So if you like Stride I feel like you're going to really like Ignite um, And that's going to be at the Mount Vernon I believe it's the IWA uh, Well IWA Productions uh, venue um, Ringside Buffet I think is what it's called And like there's going to be like they I think they're doing the catering for Or the concessions for it and from what I hear, yeah, that,
0: IWA Productions Event Center, five twenty one Perkins Avenue, Mount Vernon, Illinois.
1: Yeah, so it's... tickets ten dollars, and it's one of those like that venue is made for wrestling, um, and is like set around wrestling. I've wrestled there before years ago, but it's a it's a really good venue. It's very like it's spacious. You're not like asses to elbows with everybody. Like it's a it's a good venue. I'm excited. Um, and yeah, I get a wrestle Flood, and yeah, come support if you can if you're in the area because like again, these companies like they only get to do more shows if the current shows are successful. So, right.
0: And then if that wasn't enough on Sunday, glory pro, uh, is, has another show out of Collinsville, Illinois. Uh, this one is going to feature Colt Cabana and Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are going to be there. Calvin Tankman versus Kenny Alfonso for the crown of glory championship. Uh, Rohit Raju versus Cody Lane, uh, Shaz McKenzie versus Heidi Howitzer. It's this is a it's a loaded up show and I haven't fully decided it depends on how productive I am on Saturday and how tired I am on Sunday because I still very much like my We so we missed the last couple weeks due to uh, like I had my surgery um, which everything went well I'm feeling better but I still kind of am in the like don't overextend yourself period. recovery phase yeah which is annoying so it's all going to kind of depend on um, how I'm feeling Sunday, on if I end up going to that or not. But uh, it is a killer weekend for local wrestling, and you should support local companies uh, if you get an opportunity to. Because, like Dalton said, uh, they can only stick around as long as people are going to shows. And you'll never know who you end up, you know, you your new favorite wrestler may just be on one of these cards. So. Yeah. Always a good time to check out local independent shows, and we are very very fortunate in our area that we are our cup runneth over.
1: Oh of, yeah,
0: you know uh, of opportunities for shows because even you know the, in the next couple weeks, WrestleMax is running again, CCW is running again. Like it's it's awesome. Yeah, so we are very very fortunate there. Um, I mentioned that we had missed the last couple weeks, so this is going to be more of just a little bit of a relaxed. Hey, we're back, get back into the swing of things episode. We're going to talk about No Mercy and Fastlane and Wrestle Dream. Um, obviously, there are new stories that we could be mentioning, you know, with all of the releases that happened, unfortunately, including Dolph Ziggler and uh, Mustafa Ali, um, as well as, you know, the Endeavor deal went through. So now the TK, TKO group is official. But instead, we're just kind of going to talk about these shows that we watched and wrestling with articulation because there's just so much stuff that Dalton has either gotten or has been announced that uh is legitimately super awesome. Yeah. So
1: I've bought figures yeah. I don't even
0: like. And he does which isn't that special. He does that a lot, but before we get into all of that, uh we start every episode with the power of positivity because the internet can be such a toxic and negative place for no real reason, and we want to do our part to counteract that. So, we start every episode with something in wrestling that made it made us happy. And mine goes to it's from Wrestle Dream and it's John Moxley on commentary. Okay, good. John Moxley on commentary made my heart so happy because it was everything that commentary in pro wrestling should be. Yeah. He gave a shit. He wasn't too cool, he wasn't shitting on anything, which granted, like, the matches that he was calling, what was he gonna shit on? Um, but, like, he was having fun, if they announce an Excalibur Moxley swear jar t-shirt, I'm buying that the second it goes on sale. Oh, you have to,
1: you have to. Um,
0: it, the... (laughs) Make him eat shit. Swear jar. No, I covered my microphone that time. Yeah, but we well, all have we, microphones. We all have microphones. Oh. <laughs> Fuck but that guy. All... <laughs> Fuck
1: that guy. It was so... so. It was so good. So we got uh, because Wheeler Utah or no no, it wasn't Utah. It was uh, Claudio, Claudio and Barnett. Barnett and like we got a We got a taste of it, and we were like, mm-hmm. man, if we could just get Moxley doing commentary more, and then we got it two more times.
0: It was so goddamn good. Um, and it 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 fit. Like it could have overshadowed the matches. It could have like been distracting or bad, but it wasn't. No. It was it 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 felt legit, but it also speaks a lot to the the dynamic of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Like as an entity cuz it was all also just within character for him, but his character is is literally just like I like when people beat people up.
1: And I like when like, my friends are the ones beating people up and it's just, my friends just happen to be really good at beating people up.
0: Exactly. So, um, but pro wrestling commentary, you know, I've been doing it for a number of years now and it, I won't say that it's like hard to do. Oh, like, I don't find no. it particularly difficult. I you. don't find it particularly. It's no, 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 well, just it's Hear hard. me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't find it particularly difficult in the sense that like, because to me, it comes natural to just get excited about stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, and I think that is what good commentary is, is when you're, you know, when you, when you make, when you let your enthusiasm elevate the wrestlers and the match and the story, that is what commentary is supposed to do. All that the commentary person is there to do is to make the wrestler and the match feel like a bigger deal than it actually is. Now, in his example brian danielson versus zach saber jr those are already two huge names in an amazing matchup so you don't really have to like it's going to be a little difficult to make those seem like a bigger deal than they are but he did it yeah so like when i watch commentary and they're just like shitting on the wrestlers or shitting on the match or like i don't understand the mentality of like why would you even get behind a microphone to do that so the biggest takeaway that I had is kind of something a little bit freeing. Cause like I, we've talked several times on the show about like our imposter syndrome, like when we're in locker rooms Mm -hmm. of like, Oh no, I'm just a podcaster. I don't need, like, there's no reason for me to be back here. Like what is going on? But like, because I am ultimately like, I'm a fan. I love watching pro wrestling. I like watching my friends do cool stuff. I like watching people that I'm fan of do their thing and do it well. So, It was so validating to me because like, if John fucking Moxley can get that excited and that hyped up watching pro wrestling, there is not a motherfucker on this planet who is cooler than John Moxley, who is too cool to mark out at an awesome match. And that was just, like, it felt so good to, like, to see that level of enthusiasm and that level of excitement from him. Even if he was faking it. Like, if he hated those matches, you couldn't tell. And that is the mark of a really good commentator.
1: Yeah. It is one of those things, like, I now, do I think that in 10 to 15 years is John Moxley going to be a regular commentator? I don't think so. I honestly yeah. don't think he would let himself do it. Also, I don't know anybody that would put him on for more than three matches a night. <laughs> because, like... Man, you do gotta pay the FCC when you do some dumb shit. Like, and they already did the Go Fuck Yourself, so, like, they cannot afford John Moxley on any, like, televised event. Was, it was pay-per-view. this was pay-per-view, yeah. so he's good. Yeah, You're no, good. he was great on that. Like, and again, we've <laughs> had, me and you have had this conversation before about commentary, and we've, like, and not on the show. Like, we've talked about it, like, in our many of Tory runs and stuff like that about, like, what kind of commentary is good when... And my thought process is, if I'm paying money to watch your show, and I'm talking like I'm paying forty nine ninety nine to watch Wrestle Dream, mm-hmm. I want the commentary to me like I need it to be fifty dollar commentary, not like I want Taz and Excalibur be being dickheads on AEW Dark. Because guess what? That's on YouTube, and I can watch Kyle Peterson reviews if I get annoyed with it. But if I'm mm-hmm. paying fifty dollars, I want to be in. I I want the commentary to get me more in the match. John Moxley did that so well. And it was the perfect blend of explaining what was going on in the ring. Because he did do that. Like, he explained how some moves worked and, like, how that, like, this move affects you this way. Right. He did some of that. Which, like, out of everybody on that panel, like, ah, no, he had a longer career than Taz. Because, like, everybody likes to romanticize Taz. But, like, his run was a lot shorter than what people, like want to give him credit for whereas moxley's had like a good like 15 years right now um Mm -hmm. he did that and then also just like you said the genuine excitement for like his friends in the matches and like yeah if you're not a big fan of the wordy dirts you're not a big fan of john moxley on commentary but quite frankly if you're watching aew how are you not a fan of the wordy dirts it made the matches so much more enjoyable and like it made him almost like uh, it was like Roadhouse. It was unironically funny in some mm-hmm. parts because he would just start yelling. And yeah, no, make him eat shit. I covered my microphone. We're good. Just like we all have microphones. Yeah. Like we all have microphones. Oh, like oh. it was.
0: The, oh, the just the deadpan.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> it was so good. I loved it too. Um, that was not my power of positivity this week, though. Um, this one, hit me with yours. this will not be a surprise with you, but the multiple uh, Dalton Anthony recipient of the power of positivity goes to Prince Nana, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just because of the dance. It's not. That's a big part of it. It's his ability to know where the camera is at all time and make himself just in. Like people would be like, he's taken away from the match. No, he's adding. He's seasoning to the match. Whenever Swerve laid laid Hangman out on the uh side on the apron on the apron In the hardest just, part of the ring the, <laughs> i did say that when he did it you're right it was the apron <laughs> he hits the whatever it was the just stomp.
0: just to have stomp. nana then just hit the day it was a drive-by drive-by like he was doing it backwards <laughs> like he was doing it like he was walking backwards doing the dance it was a great shot
1: <laughs> um, and it came out of nowhere it was like i've seen randy orton pull some shit but Nana did it better out of nowhere that was I was not expecting it because it was such it was a stomp on the apron you're right it was a stomp on the apron and it looked so gross and I was like holy shit go into straight laughter Mm -hmm. and I don't think I have been sports entertained that hard in quite a while um yeah no I loved that so much and it's one of those like not like That was a good get for AEW. I remember being, like, whenever Prince Nana got the embassy, because it was supposed to be Blanchard's Enterprises. Yeah. And, like, it was like, oh, well, they're just going to keep Prince Nana around because, like, he was part of Ring of Honor when the merger happened. So, like, we're just going to keep him. He's going to have the embassy. And I was like, good for fucking Nana because, like, I mean, this will be, like, a year-long thing and he'll probably get released because, like, what are they going to do with him? But then Swerve got involved and it's just like, it's my favorite thing in wrestling right now. Like the whole package. Yeah. Like it's, it is hands that like, and we're going to talk about it more later, but like, it's my, it's like, it is my favorite thing in professional wrestling right now. And it's not even close. Like it's fucking non on Swerve and fucking everybody else.
0: I, one of my favorite things about that is like people are interviewing Swerve and being like, and and they're—it's almost like they're trying to stir the pot by being like, "Oh, you know, you're such a serious, stone cold killer character," and then you've got Nana like dancing in the background. And Swerve is just like, "No, it fucking rules!" Like he is such a—it's such a different dynamic that it just adds to the act. Yeah. Like, why is a pro, why is a professional wrestler would you be mad that your manager is over? Like, because that's just that's just excitement for you as well like it's it's mutually beneficial yeah so i yeah i love that pairing i don't think anyone could have predicted just how perfect it ended up being
1: yeah because it was gonna be good because like you had the you had the uh mogul affiliates god that sucked Um,
0: yeah this was such a this was such a step up for swerve yeah which is good because Because, like because now you've get three because you're getting paired with one a very experienced manager yeah and two three dudes who can work and like have for a while
1: yeah and they're all fucking huge like you have it's it's one of those things in wrestling when you get three heaters at the same time but you're as good as swerve like it's the Mm -hmm. perfect fucking storm and yeah, no, like, well, not the perfect storm. That's Tony. Timeless. God, that's insane too. We've missed so much.
0: There's been so much for us to be able to talk about. Yeah,
1: honestly, you. Just, <laughs> part of me wants to be like, you just want to do power positivity for an hour, just talk about what hits for us.
0: I mean, we can. I don't have a problem with that because, like, like, all
1: right, total. And if you listen to the show, spoiler alert: I didn't watch No Mercy or Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, all I saw from Fast Lane. Which is, like, this is probably the most negative I'm going to be, is that press conference. Now, was it funny? Yes. Eat. Do I, am I like, maybe we shouldn't have one of the Usos being drunk off their fucking ass in a press conference after everything we've dealt with them. Because it was mm-hmm. one of those, like, I think I sent it to you, I was like, I wish I could enjoy this more. But like no, it's
0: fine. He won't get he 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 won't get in trouble because he already won the tag titles. Yeah, they only get DUIs right before they win. Yeah, so he
1: behaved himself. Yeah, so like I don't know. Like I loved it was like it was hilarious because you could see code. It's honestly that's what would like that interaction would be me and you if we drank because one of us would be being like, hey, fucking calm down. But it's funny, so we're gonna laugh at it too. And the other person would be out of their mind. The issue is me and you have never really drank next to each other, so I don't really know who would be who, because you Oh, don't... you
0: would have been Jay, I would have been Cody.
1: Oh, 100, all right, yeah, like, that's kind of what I was expecting. I'd be because like...
0: Because what it would be is if, in that scenario, you would want to be... You would be goofy, because you can't handle your shit. And I would be like, no, we're, we're at this press conference, we gotta be, you know, hey, wake up, like, get some coffee in you. Yeah. But then it just doesn't work, and then... It eat. just...
1: Yeah, and it was just like, she's been here long. She's been here whenever our both of our daddies worked here. Like, it's one of those, like, I wish I could enjoy it more. And if there weren't all the DUIs, I would have been like, that was the greatest. Like, if this is what we're getting at every WWE press conference, I'm here for it. It's just one of those being like, I wish it was not an Uso. Because, like, yeah. addiction at the end of the day is not funny. And, like, seeing that and if we would have gotten the news report, like, if this would have been, like, a CM Punk moment where it was like, oh, yeah, and he fought somebody... If it had been like, yeah, and Jey Uso got arrested while intoxicated, it would have been like, all right, it's not funny anymore.
0: They would have had to have like hogtied. I, I'm willing to bet that like when Triple H saw that, <laughs> he had six people stabbing tires, show up, <laughs> hogtied Jey Uso, and been like, "We're throwing you in the back of a fucking cab." Yeah, you can't just like, because I mean, and it's granted Triple H has never really drank, but like being drunk on a press conference and turning it into, like, a meme where, like, everybody ended at the end of the day had fun with it. Yeah. That doesn't even register on the type of shenanigans and and drug use and shit that he saw, like, in the 90s. Like, in the the WWF locker room, you know, rolling with the click. Like, he has seen significantly worse. Um, So, ultimately, like yeah if it was someone else it probably would have landed a little bit better for me personally but like at the end of the day like i thought it was just kind of funny oh it was really funny see if, it'll be interesting to see if we get another uh press conference at the end of at the uh end of survivor series or if they try to implement some kind of like hey maybe don't go on camera actively inebriated and then admit on can which Granted, i don't know i think cody kind of maybe did this smart thing of like it, acknowledging it of just being you know jay and i had some libations on the tour bus yeah, like
1: let me explain why instead we're like of this.
0: just yeah instead of trying to play it off it was just like no what are you talking like because there is no no one is least no one is worse at convincing you that they're sober than a drunk person
1: oh yeah it's the worst
0: it's you. So yeah, they, if they would have tried to have denied it like, so, yeah. after
1: the fact. Now that I think about it, I would have been Jay and you would have been Cody because the last time that I had gotten that way was at a work party. And by the way, everybody that's listening, I work with all the, like my past teachers. And what would happen is I was really gone, kind of like Jay was. And anytime one of my old teachers came up, who was my coworker would say something to me, I would then look at my friend and say, I can't talk to that person. Cause I'm really drunk right now. So yeah, I'd have been Jay. I had 100% been mm-hmm. Jay. But yeah, no, like it was, it was super funny. It's just one of those things where I'm like, Ooh, yeah, and it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's still not as bad as what happens to AEW press conferences. Like I'll give them credit. And it was funny, but yeah, no, it was like, oh, it was so good though. It was, it was good. But it's one of those, like, if we would have gotten the story Monday morning or Sunday morning about it, I'd have been like, ooh, mm-hmm. not good anymore.
0: I, I really don't like them winning the tag titles. It's a choice. I, like, and not because, like, and not because of, like, the whole thrown together tag team, because it's, like, it's two number one guys working together. I don't have a problem with that. I can see the argument of just, like, oh, but the Judgment Day are an established team, but are they? They're a faction. Like, Finn and Damian haven't been, like, tagging together for months. Um, and there's been so many miscommunications between the two of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with Judgment Day losing from, like, a, oh, this person shouldn't beat this person sense It's more of just a, like, well, shit, like. What do you do? get Let the Judgment Day be cool and, like, win shit. Like, because I, I like them. It's yeah. strictly just a, man, I didn't want them to lose, especially because they just won the titles. Like, they didn't really get to do anything with them.
1: Because they, they wanted it at the last PLE. God, I hate that I called it that.
0: Yeah, they 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 beat uh, Zayn and Owens, who also didn't get to do shit with their title reign, even though it was longer. But that was because of injury and you know, yeah, circumstances there were different at least. Um, whereas you know, Bowler and Priest like let Judgment Day hold on to the belts for a little bit. Uh, that to me, that to me is more interesting than Cody and and Jay as as champs. So maybe they'll do something cool with it. It is very much just like a wait and see. And at this point wwe has built up enough good faith in me to like i'm willing to see where this plays out yeah i need to hear like
1: at least and i'm gonna say this and it's not like and again if you're new to listening to i'm not neck beard anti-wwe guy it's just there was a long stretch that i just didn't care about what they were doing like it right. and it wasn't like i was actively hating people that were it was just like i i told asa i was like i will watch it and then I will get super bored of it. And then, like, I just... If I get bored... I've gotten to the point in my life where if I get bored with something, I don't want to watch it.
0: Um, and you're also not going to just, like, watch it just for the purpose of shitting,
1: shitting on it. Yeah, it's just like, I don't... That, that's not a good way to live your life. So, there was, like, a long stretch where I wasn't watching WWE. Um, the Uso-Zayn-Bloodline feud got me back into it a little bit. And, like, they were doing a lot of cool shit. But then it's, oh, it's, it's always Mania season where, like, the night after Mania... Is like cool, and then after that, there's like a giant lull, mm-hmm. and that lull hit me, and I just stopped watching again. But like right now, th- it looks like there's enough going on right now in WWE that I could get on board with it.
0: Honestly, I think you would have liked Fast Lane a lot if you had watched it. Like, I think if you go back and watch it now, like mm-hmm. there, there's a lot there that um, was cool. Um, the match itself was really good. I like the Cody Cutter One D kind of mashup that mm-hmm. they did for their tag finisher. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It was literally Jay kind of hoisted him up like he would start the 1D, but he actually just held him there while Cody then did the rebound, you know, off the second rope Cody cutter. So it was like a version of the 1D that they used to win. Like, yeah, that was pretty neat. That's like
1: a lot. That sounds cool as fuck. It just sounds a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, it, it it was neat. Like, I dug that. The, um, the six-man tag, the Latino World Order versus... Bobby Lashley and Street Profits, like, that was a fun match. Mm -hmm. We didn't know who, oh, their partner didn't come out, their partner didn't show up, and then Carlito finally redebuts. Apparently, he'd been signed, like, months ago. Man. And they're just now bringing him in. Carlito looking great, by the way. Motherfuck. Uh, People-
1: I just had a thought, and I hate this. People
0: real mad about Carlito's new music, but- Because instead of it being, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, fuck, I already forgot what he says. He says something about like I am cool, or like I it's it's it is it's kind of a weird thing, but I think people are just mad that it's different. Different, yeah, that sounds
1: right. Um, yeah, we won't be talking about that at all anymore for the rest of the show. Um, I just had a realization that they uh, they're stopping the ruthless aggression Walmart line at the end of this year. Like that oh, Rob Van, that Rob Van Dam was like the last one they're doing. Oh, wow. Um, Because they're, like, apparently Walmart's going to get, like, an exclusive every couple years. So, like, Ruthless Aggression was the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was a great line. Like, there was a lot of really cool figures that came out of it. um, Highlighting, like, the 2002 to, like, 2009. Um, And I bought a lot of those toys. Like, that Shelton Benjamin is, like, in the running of figure of the year for me. In the leads. Because it's so goddamn cool. If we would have had Carlito on... Uh, contract last year and they could have got that shit made i could have had i just got uh, had jesus stab john cena carlito now not saying that that matt that isn't going to happen that figure still could get made but it's like the perfect place to make it would be the R- ruthless aggression era line uh that being said give me some fucking carlitos because we got a carlito in like the baggy pants whenever mattel first took over um carlito i don't care if i get fired carlito um, but it's only a basic because it was in a battle pack. We've never gotten an elite Carlito. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. That w-
0: wow, that.
1: Well, you got to think about that... it. Mattel took over in 2010. Carlito was still under contract at that point. He was with uh, Primo and Epico. So he got a yeah. ba- he got a battle pack figure. By the way, that figure is hard as balls to get and expensive because people use it to make customs. So mm-hmm. I've never gotten it. Um, even though I love Carlito, um, the, uh, I'm, again, we've signed this person. It's the same thing whenever Shelton Benjamin got re-signed back in like 2018, 2017, 2018. I was like, make his figures. God damn it. Make figures of him before he gets released (laughs) because and they did, they gave me gold standard. They gave me a curtain Shelton Benjamin and then we got the ruthless aggression one over there somewhere. And And then they released him. And then they released him. Now, I hope the dude gets paid and is doing well for himself. I got my action figures, though, so I'm happy. Um, But yeah, no, I need Carlito figures now. I need a current Carlito because he's shredded to all hell. Um, And I need, like, 03 Carlito because... Or 03 Carlito. I need 03 Carlito because I fucking hated that guy as a kid. Because I was, like, 11 (laughs) when he came in and, like, wrestling was still somewhat real to me. Like, Carlito showed up right whenever I started realizing it was a work. Um, and like, I shoot thought that John Cena was stabbed,
0: which it's even funnier because they posted that picture of the two of them backstage (laughs) and it's like, John, that man had you stabbed Uh, in a nightclub. It was
1: 20 years ago. Bygones be bygones, water under the bridge, live and let live, but you know, what's up. apparently,
0: um, it so it's cool to see him back. It's cool to see him. Uh, I don't know if he's like an official member of the LWO or what they're going to do. But we'll find more out here in the next couple weeks. Uh, the triple threat for the women's championship was really good. Io Sky defeating Asuka and Charlotte Flair. I did
1: see that match because I had came home and they were watching that match. I had seen mm-hmm. that one.
0: That was I a really good liked, match. It was it was it was really good. I liked the the finish where Bailey comes out, even though Sky didn't want her to come out uh, after Bailey like got her booked in this triple threat and. It, you know, they, they're kind of teasing the dissension there in damage control, but Bayley actually like legitimately helped EO win. Like it wasn't a fluke thing. Like she was a reason that EO won. So I, I dug that, um, John Cena and LA Knight defeating the bloodline, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Oh, Um, I saw that. LA Knight is just, he's so fucking over. Like the people love LA Knight so much. Even though, like, even though he showed up in a slim gym styled sports car and yeah, it comes flying down the ramp, and then there's a weird pause before the door opens because he's having to climb over into the seat, like. But that was that was a fun match too. Um, I did like and then that the main match. event. Yeah. Did you did, and did you end up watching Rollins no, or No? Because what happened
1: was I saw the women's triple threat and I was like, okay, I'll watch this because like this will be a good match. And then I was like, well, I need to see what L.A. Knight and John Cena do. And then the second, it was just like, and Nakamura versus Seth Rollins in his last man standing match. I was like, all right, guys, I'm gonna go play No Mercy. Literally what happened.
0: It, like, it, it was a really good last man standing match for the most part. There were just a couple things that I really didn't like. One of them being that Nakamura didn't win. Because I want that man to be a world champion. Yeah, Very much so. Um... The, the where he spit the mist, there was a spot on the outside that had a ladder set up. They were both at the top of the ladder and Nakamura sprayed the mist in Rollins' face and he fell backwards through the announce table. Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh, that is a great finish, actually. But it wasn't. Um, There was a really unfortunate camera angle at one point where they were fighting in the stands and Nakamura knocked Rollins off of the like seating area and what the announcers want you to think happened is rollins fell like 15 feet onto the concrete below Mm -hmm. but what happened is rollins fell onto the crash pad two feet below where they were you see him bounce off of it on camera and then he rolls to the floor and it just looked it, it i i have no problem with wrestlers being safe and wrestlers using mats or crash pads or anything like that because like there's no set especially because like he's got a legitimately broken back like yeah no you don't need to drop 10 feet onto concrete
1: yeah no it's fine and we've had this conversation um
0: but but it's when it looks bad yeah is when you gotta kind of like ah okay you know people give AEW shit all that like remember when jericho fell through the cardboard steel plating yeah like on the ramp people were comparing it to that of just, like, ah, like, I don't want you to mangle yourself, but at the same time, like, if it looks bad, it looks bad. Yeah, no, and I but get you gotta that, yeah. You gotta call that Because, like,
1: I am very pro people not getting hurt. And I yeah. don't, like, if somebody wants to use a crash pad, like, Seth Rollins has earned the right to use a crash pad.
0: 100 <laughs> like, like, I'm a... Honestly, like, anybody has, like, I don't even think you have to earn it, the right yeah. to do a crash pad. Like, it's just... No, it's good. Like, I'm fine with it again. It just, just the the camera, the camera catching the bounce was real unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and then a big pet peeve of mine in wrestling is whenever you're doing the count out, whether it's a count out on the outside or a last man standing count out, whenever you don't stir you're you're, you were completely lifeless for eight and a half seconds and then you explode up. To beat the 10. I hate that. Like, make it look like a struggle for all seven seconds, you know, lay motionless for five, but then start to stir and yeah. drag yourself up like it. And they did a really good job of not doing that in the first like half of the match. But then towards the end, they were doing a lot more. And I was just like, ah, that takes me out of it. But overall, Fastlane was a fun show. Um, It really does. You know, going from, OK, Fastlane lasted for, what, three hours and there were five matches mm-hmm. versus, like, we're going to talk about Wrestle Dream that had 12, 11, all something the like matches.
1: That. And man, are we just going to, like, uh, talk about Wrestle Dream now? And then, like, real, oh, go ahead.
0: Real quick, um, NXT No Mercy was uh, also just, like, it was a fun show. Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker was just a fight. I don't understand Braun Breaker's gear that just says dog. He's, on it he's got that and like he's got that dog in him. <laughs> um but it was cool to see baron corbin get a win just because like i'm a big baron corbin fan i like i like run breaker too but like i've been a fan of corbin longer oh yeah uh the family defeated the creed brothers uh angel garza and humberto carrillo and otm out the mud um to retain the tag championships that was a fun match uh garza and carrillo are doing their american wolves cosplay and it like you, you saw that didn't yeah you? it was like, neat you,
1: like i liked it. it
0: it looks super cool i dig them i hope they do more i, I hope they give them like meaningful shit to do in nxt because yeah. i like that team already and so like give them a focus hell yeah i'm on board um noem dar defeated butch after gallus um cost him the nxt heritage cup uh Ilya dragunov defeated carmelo hayes that match you need to watch that match because i know you like both of those guys like that was a really good match um and then becky lynch defeated tiffany stratton uh, in an Extreme Rules match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, another really great match. I was very disappointed. <laughs> like, they did a Barbie spot where Becky pulls out a bag that looks like it's a tack bag, and then she dumps it out, and it's just a bunch of broken Barbies that she then starts throwing at Tiffany on the outside. <laughs> oh. But she, like, misses, and it's just going, it's, like, beaning people in the crowd. Oh, God! Uh, yeah. Um, the one thing that I really want to talk about on for NXT is the NXT North American Championship match was Trick Williams defeating Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, this was weird. To win the North American Championship with Dragon Lee as the special guest referee. And I don't I'm not sure what happened was going to happen like it it, it was really weird because the match itself was fine. Like I like both of I like both Trick Williams, I like Dirty Dominic. Um, seeing Trick Williams win and the way the crowd reacted to that was awesome.
1: That was, yeah. I didn't get like, to see that, that was reaction. Heartwarming.
0: Yeah. Um, Williams and Hayes were champions together for like 30 minutes and it was cool. Um, but the, the finish was so weird. At least it was to me. And maybe it's just cause I was paying, like I wasn't paying attention to the right shit, but the Dominic brings the belt in and it doesn't he doesn't get to use it williams ends up like he ends up hitting himself with the belt or i don't even remember williams like hits the belt into him something like that he drops it well dragon lee counts the 3 count cuz he didn't see any of it trick williams wins is the new champion but then like dragon lee makes a really exaggerated like he sees the belt in the ring and i'm thinking oh he's about to overturn his decision and Like, not screw Trick Williams necessarily, but, like, he's going to reverse the decision and disqualify Trick and Dom's going to still be champion. And then it just, it didn't happen. It was just, oh, that crowd's happy because Trick is champion, but then he immediately loses it the next week because all of Judgment Day is back.
1: Yeah. So that was just. And Dominic was going to get kicked the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Either show up as champion or don't come back home. Then,
1: Then Rhea would lose her little what? Paypig? Hey, yeah, I just wanted you to say it again, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I
0: couldn't remember what I called it.
1: Paypig. Hey, I was just like, oh, I was I was ready for it if you fucked up.
0: I, uh, yeah, so... But, like, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I'm glad that Dominic is still champion. Like, I like him as the North American champion. I like the dynamic of him holding championship gold in, in Judgment Day. Um, especially now that Finn and Priest lost their title, but... Um... Oh, that was another thing During the tag match, Priest, like, his leg got injured, like he landed wrong, Mm -hmm. and then JD McDonough um, hit him in the leg with the briefcase by accident, and it just, like, buckled his knee, so they did a backstage thing where Priest was like, no, this is the night I'm cashing in because it's a last man standing match, and they were just like, no, you're not, you're hurt, so Rhea, like, made him give her the case, and she gave it off to, uh, she was just like, no, yeah, you're not doing it tonight. Which I was like, ooh, are That they, was a good segment. That was a good segment. Is it a is it a tease? Are they are they are they doing a uh are, are they doing this the swervy swerve? But they didn't, so. Um but no, NXT No Mercy was a really good show. Excuse me. Fastlane was a really good show. Um we've had really good uh dynamites and raw and smackdown and NXT, just shows in general. Like WWE has been very, very good, I feel like um a w has been clicking especially with wrestle dream oh. which was a couple weeks ago it was so good october and, 1st is when wrestle dream was god so it was two weeks ago dear lord yeah um athena billy starks and keith lee and satoshi kojima defeated diamante mercedes martinez uh lee moriarty and shane taylor it was just super cool to see billy starks in there with like athena and yeah keith lee and s- fucking satoshi kojima um, Claudio Castagnoli defeated Josh Barnett uh, this was one of the matches with John Moxley on commentary um, this was a great match like this was exactly what I wanted it to be whenever they announced it like I had so much fun watching this uh, after the match Barnett cut a promo being like I want another one but it was so weird because like he was talk- like Claudio Castagnoli has been doing this for like 45 years and he was calling him kid yeah and it's like oh I'm like does he think he did, did he just kind of look at the run sheet and like, oh, wheeler Yuda he's new did he think that he would like did he get Yuda and Claudio confused? yeah well, it's does he only know him Cesaro? who's this Claudio guy?
1: yeah it's it was super funny because like yeah because like I think in the middle of it because we were in our group chat with uh our buddies Tyler and Kenny, and I like did the age discrepancy and like Barnett is like four years older thing Cesaro or Claudio that was weird I haven't done mm-hmm. that in a while um and it was like yeah it was really weird because he was just like you're a really good kid and I was just like all right for one Barnett's not a promo he's a good commentator don't know why he was cutting promos like that but like he was just talking it was real weird um but the match mm-hmm. was so good like that was one that I was like for one I mean you didn't give me pre- Kingston on the pre-show but you gave me the next best thing um I really liked that match a lot uh it was just it was it was odd that pr- that whole post match was very weird to me.
0: And then he did the very much like the very indie post main event, like show of respect. Also, we're going to do a rematch somewhere down the line. Like, yeah. I don't think that was cleared anywhere. I think that was legitimately just him trying to like get another match out of Claudio somewhere, whether it's in AW or like a blood sport yeah. or something like that, but loved this match. So good. Um, as John Moxley said, and we gave you that shit for free. Yeah.
1: Um, the best commentator we've had. He's going to be my commentator of the year.
0: <laughs> Ian Riccoboni put a tweet out about just like, how do I keep dropping down in the commentary of the year?
1: Rankings
0: yeah. with <laughs> uh, Next up, what Luchasaurus murdered Nick Wayne in front of his mother, uh, like demolished him to straight death. <laughs> um. The six-man tag team match for the AEW trios championships, Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed defeated the Mighty Don't Kneel. Um, I didn't love this as much as I was hoping I would. It was weird. There, there, it, it, there was just some like weird timing things kind of didn't click, and I guess you know, people just maybe the chemistry wasn't there. Um, it was still fun to watch. Like it was, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was bad. I just. I like the. I love the Mighty Don't Kneel. I love the Acclaimed, and when they just didn't click, that was just kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it wasn't a bad match, but it also like it was. It wasn't what we were expecting. Caster's rap was really solid. That was I, I enjoyed that because was like, how is he going to fit in he, all of their WWE shit?
0: He got it. Yeah, he's he's well. I mean, uh, Shane was the only one that's been in WWE, hasn't he?
1: No, Nick too. TM six,
0: one. Oh, you know what? I'm, I forgot. I completely, I completely forgot that that was Mikey. Yeah. Mikey nickel. Like, I, I don't know why. Yeah. That Nick was... Miller. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, huh, the, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Nichols, but yeah, it was, it was Nick Miller and WWE.
0: That's right. Cause they had that, huh, okay. they had
1: those fire ass like matches with, uh, authors of pain.
0: Yeah, no, the, I remember, I remember liking them. I just, I completely, I don't know why it just completely blanked on me. Um, but, and then they also got the retribution and slapjack lines. in. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They they did great. Yeah. He said the thing. He said the thing, uh, the main card kicked off with MJF defeating the righteous in a two on one handicap match for the ROH world tag team championships. Um, I'm on two, I have two minds of this. I don't like, I just, I don't like when singles get people can beat established tag teams. Yeah. Now, this one, it gets a little bit of a pass for me because MJF is your world champion. Yeah. I So, okay. Then that kind of helps a little bit. Um, and I will say the shtick that he did was fun. That, that's the other thing is like the, I'm going to take your head and shove it up that guy's ass. And then he did it. And it, the He's crowd like, loved it. And
1: I'm going to body slam you. And apparently he ruptured every vertebrae doing that. Every is...
0: vertebrae in front of 85,000 people. people screaming fans. Um, So I ultimately, I th- and I think they did this well. Like, I think this was a, this was a solid handicap match, even though I don't love handicap matches. Oh, it was
1: a good match. I just don't, I'm the same way. Like, and again, I'm a I am kind of a tag team wrestling snob when it comes to things, and it's just like I don't see how one person can beat two people. I and right. I don't care if you're the world champion. I don't think The Rock should beat the Dudley Boys. Like, I think that happened once, or the Dudley Boys may have actually. Probably. Been, I think the Dudley. Well, Boys, don't
0: forget John Cena and Randy Orton beat the entire Raw roster. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, and I hated that too, um, so bad. But yeah, no. Uh, but it was a good match. Like it was. I cannot say it was a bad match. I can mm-hmm. say I dislike that kind of match.
0: I see to me and as as much fun as the match was to watch, this would have been a perfect opportunity to get those tag titles off of MJF. Yeah. Cause like I would, pro- especially if Adam Cole, isn't going to be on TV. I don't think like keeping the tag title. Cause like ROH the weekly show has a problem where your champions just aren't showing up if their name isn't Athena. Yeah. Like Athena is on like every episode and she is an anchor for that show. Like she is holding that shit down. Bailey in the Thunderdome era style.
1: Which good for her. But
0: which great for her. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, But like your world champion is more on AEW than he is on the show that he's the champion of. Your tag champ, one of your tag champions, isn't even able to travel because his ankle exploded. Um, you know, your the even like the TV champion is getting vignettes on Dynamite instead of oh. being on ROH.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's just it it's weird to me, and I think this would have been a good way to get the title, even though I assume they didn't do it because the Kingdom is eventually going to win them off of them. Yeah, like there's gonna there's gonna be some next strong bullshit that they're better fucking they, be. They beat MJF. Uh, um, let's see. Next up was the ROH World Championship and Strong Openweight Champion uh Championship matchup. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeated Katsuyori Shibata <laughs> by pinfall. Eddie Kingston made it onto the main show. He's not on the pre-show this time, and he delivered again. It's Kingston and Shibata. I don't. Yes, this match was Kingston versus Shibata. That's what he wanted it to be. It's
1: what it was going to be. It was so good. I loved it. There's a lot Kingston of matches. Kingston is so... Oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, Kingston is so fucking good at selling. Yeah. Like, and selling those strikes against, like, the... when he's As, as he's going through his, like, Japanese dream list of opponents this past, like, two years, um, he just... He, This is my only complaint with Kingston, and it's not even a real complaint. Um, He's too giving when he wins. And I mean, like, after every time he beats, like, when he beat um, Kojima, when he beat Shibata, he always shows them the respect and, like, raises their hand and tries to leave the ring first. And at a certain point, I'm just like, Eddie. You're the champion. No, you, You are Eddie Kingston. You are the champion. You can like get your flowers sir but he he... like it is it is very sweet and very giving and it kind of i think it speaks more to the character of like eddie kingston the man versus the character Mm -hmm. um like it is very i I like that he does it but at the same time just like let the people love you because the people fucking love you
1: yeah um and it's i again it's everything that you said like i don't like i think that's just how kingston like i think that is how he is as a human Because, like, he very much is wrestling his heroes right now, Um, which is dope as hell that he gets to do that. Because, like, Heath Slater also got to do that, but it was a totally different outcome whenever Heath did it back in WWE time. He was just losing to everybody. But, like, no, Kingston is actively kicking ass, but he's still being, like, the super giving, like, no, these are the fucking stars, not myself. Whenever it's like, no, they're building this around you, dickhead. Mm -hmm. Act
0: accordingly. Uh, let's see. Where did I go? Where did I go? Chris Statlander defeated Julia Hart to retain the AEW TBS Championship. I dug uh, that match. This match was so good. Um, Brody King walking out with Hart as well was just like a nice little because I love that he's like his her road parent. Him yeah. and his wife are her road parents. Um, and also just like I like that they've been treating the build up to this match where like. No, Julia Hart kind of has this undefeated streak going, and she's starting to really click as an in-ring performer. Because, like, once she split away from... uh, Varsity Blondes? The Varsity Blondes, and joined the House of Black, like, her character work has been great. But seeing her really grow as an in-ring competitor, because she, you know, was very new when she first started with AEW, like she's made great strides and yeah. like this character's clicking the ring work is c- clicking chris statlander is fucking amazing
1: uh it's just it's one of those things that people want to talk about like AEW's women's division but they have so many like i you can't even say diamonds in the i mean diamonds in the rough because that's the correct phrase for it but it's just like they are really good at just pulling these people out like especially these like new female competitors and just fucking killing it with them
0: the thing with AEW's women's division though isn't a lack of talent it's a lack of them giving them time yeah like again this is the only women's match we will talk about like there were there was there were you know there were women on the pre-show as part of a mixed tag match but like this is the only women's match on the pay-per-view and that is a problem AEW has is they're typically only one women's match on a pay-per-view yeah so it's, it's not the lack of talent. It's the utilization of that talent, which is a It's a bigger AEW problem in general of just like the start. We've talked about it a bunch on the show of just like the start and stop nature of, Oh, this person just got a big win on pay-per-view and then you don't even see them on TV for like three weeks. And then they just kind of get lost in the shuffle again, but it's just, it's worse for the women. Yeah. Um. So hopefully Julie Hart still gets to do cool shit and we see more awesome defenses out of Statlander. Like, if they give her a... You know, not necessarily like a Jade Cargill undefeated streak run, but more of like a Orange Cassidy is the international champion yeah. run, like, I'm all for that. Uh, four-way tag match for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks defeated the Lucha Brothers... The Guns and Orange Cassidy and Hook. Um, now that we know it's not going to be the Bucks versus FTR again, I like this match more. Yeah. Because I didn't like the Bucks winning because I didn't want them to go straight back into FTR after that rubber match they just had.
1: Yeah, because someone's got to lose, and that's whenever shit gets weird. Because like so, we very much just had the definitive. No, FTR won that. And it's just like, yeah,
0: but now we're back at it again. Like, mm, right. Let's not. So, I, um, they took out, uh, Ray Fenix, like, almost immediately in the match. Like, he did one or two things, and then his shoulder, uh, they did a shoulder injury thing with him. Um, the guns were a lot of fun in it. Orange Cassidy and Hook as a team was fun, but, like, again, it's just a couple thrown together people. Um, but the match itself was a, a lot of fun uh um, one of the matches of the night for sure and dalton's power of positivity swerve strickland defeated hangman page via pinfall after using nana's crown it was blasted him in the face it was so goddamn good it was so good i the like you mentioned that the, the um, drive-by drive-by well th- that but just like the setup to that was great with like the the medics there checking on Hangman, and then like Swerve just like not giving a fuck, and so Hangman had to like he didn't have time to get out of the way because he was pushing the medics out of the way to save them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a neat little touch. So he hits the double stomp, murders him, and then yeah, Nana doing the the dance dance, the, yeah. just walking moon back, moonwalking backwards, is is uh, past it.
1: And like that that match honestly was like the. I'm I don't know Tony Khan. I'm not gonna act like I know Tony Khan. But I feel like I had a dream where I told Tony Khan make Swerve versus Hangman happen. And then like a couple <laughs> weeks later we had Swerve coming out, being like, No, you I, I would I would be the first black AEW champion. And I was like, We're getting it. We're getting my wet dream. It was everything I wanted and more.
0: And then to follow it up like a week later with Swerve versus Danielson. <laughs> In a twenty-five minute, you know, pay-per-view caliber match. Yeah, uh,
1: they um, they really know how to get me to watch their show over NXT right now. It's one person, and the funny thing <laughs> is, the funny thing is, Asa,
0: NXT had that person. WWE had that person. They
1: literally had Swerve, and they were like, "We don't know what to do with you. Leave." <laughs> like,
0: uh, how? It's all one again, all-time bag fumbles. It's one of those I, things. Like,
1: we're we're both very aware of Swerve and how great he is. But like, again, you just texting me and during his interest being like, that is the coldest motherfucker in wrestling. And it, it's not even close. Like, nobody, like, the, his presence, and I'm going to say this, and if someone, like, if we have these kind of listeners, they're going to be like, yeah, bullshit. But his presence walking to the ring and Roman Reigns' presence walking to the ring are like almost one-to-one for me, where I'm like, yeah. that motherfucker is evil. And I don't know how his evil's gonna show. All I know is that fucker's evil, and I'm gonna like it.
0: It's he very much has that. It's I I I always say Samoa Joe is the most effortlessly cool person on the planet. Close second. Yeah. Like someone shouldn't even be able to get that close. Yeah. Because like yeah, and the the goofiness of Nana doesn't subtract from it one bit. No,
1: because if you go back and watch that, it could
0: yeah. It easily could, but like, I don't know if it is the crowd reactions that he get. Cause the crowd always cares, mm-hmm. you know, see, he's, a, it was his hometown. So they gave him a hero's welcome, uh, which was wild to see. And like the, the, the visual of all of the people in the crowd doing the Nana dance after he won was super cool. But like, no, that is an ice cold man. And I really, it's, I talked about it when we talked about the preview, I really hope that this, they don't let this fizzle. Yeah. You know, I don't know necessarily how you get to swerve MJF, but do it sooner rather than later. And just, you put that championship on that man.
1: Yeah. If, I mean, if, if, like, if Adam Cole is legit, like again, he's injured, but like the way they're playing this, I'm like, but is he though? Um, I hate that they, they got me right now. Cause I'm just like, man, it's real weird. Um, but, Oh my God. What was my thought?
0: I was so real quick. I was really hoping that it was going to be a thing where they, they were faking the injury and like he, he was gonna, uh, like cost him the title I, somewhere. I or still
1: th- think that's the case.
0: I don't see. I don't think, I don't think it is. I think we've seen, they showed something that made me be like, ah, shit, this is legit. Cause he's also pulling out of indie, like other appearances and bookings uh-huh. that are like independent from AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I just don't get the sense that like Adam Cole the man would not he granted all of you know it's from up up down down in his Twitch but he seems like the most genuine sweetest human being on the planet oh yeah and like and I don't think he would short fans in that way I to progress a story I get what you're that saying that we ha- that hasn't paid off already yeah that hasn't paid off already
1: I I get what you're saying but we work for a company that has booked AEW guys while being under contract with AEW and we're good up until about a week before the show. And they were like, Oh yeah, actually they got to be at this instead. So like, I, if this is a, if this is a worked injury angle, this is the best worked injury angle I have ever
0: seen. See, and I don't, and that's but it's part of the reason, like, I really don't think it is. Yeah. And I'm hoping it's not, just because, like... Oh, see, I, I'm i kind of hoping it is, only because... I, I hope it is in the sense that, like, I don't want Adam Cole, Cole to be, be, hurt. be
1: yeah. hurt. But, yeah. like, again, I'm looking forward to unhinged MJF. And not, like, unhinged, like, no, this is the only time that this man has ever cared about somebody, and it, like, he showed humanity, and it fucked him. And I'm so excited for that. I am so excited whenever they caught captain insano and just like mjf <laughs> pulls the ring out yeah has a super disjointed guys i'm so sorry he pulls the ring out and you just hear adam being like hey max you know it's like cool for people to have more than one friend right and he just like
0: puts the ring away it's <laughs> just like this is cinema it's great i love it i it you describing it reminds me of the season one of the early seasons of rick and morty where he's like Oh, and I will, I'm, I taught me to never open up, which I will never do again. It's yeah. just like, oh shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, so that's the only but, reason I want it to be, but yeah. Cause it's one of those, like, I don't see, like I want Swerve versus MJF and I would want Swerve to win, but I feel like that MJF will not lose that belt until the Adam Cole story finishes up.
0: See, and if it's, and if he's out for his, like these months that if he is hurt legit, which like I said, I do think he is. I, I, don't, uh, I don't like that. I think you can I think you can do more with it down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, you can always come back to this. Um, what I kind of think happens is so, Wardlow came back and murdered people and he had MJF written on his wrist tape. Mm-hmm. It's not what I pitched to you. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show and, like, we don't do a lot of fantasy booking on this show mm-hmm. just because who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, we'll say some like, things
1: we'd love to see, but like we're not like, we don't go into like, and then this happens and this happens.
0: And literally, but literally what I would want to see is okay, so Wordo's been off TV forever after just such lackluster TNT championship runs and playing hot potato with that. Have him come back and just mur- start mur- like have him murder Adam Cole, which obviously he can't do now, murder everybody and just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Do you not remember the shit he's done? And yeah. then you just forget about me? Like, and then you can do an MGF Wardlow with MGF as the face and Wardlow as the heel. And I think that would work really well. Um, but Wardlow's back and that makes me happy. Because when Wardlow's on my TV, I'm a happy boy.
1: I do like the... I'm not fucking crazy, right? Like, I'm on crazy pills. Like, I have to be. I would love... Li- right. yeah.
0: Just like, what is, I, how has everyone else lost their mind? Um, but Swerve Strickland, Hangman Page. Great match. Oh, so was, I lo- that was my favorite also, match of the night. The, the, uh, it's the gif of Nelson walking down the street with Martin skipping around him from the Simpsons <laughs> of Swerve is Nelson and Nana's Martin. Like, yeah. perfect. Uh, Ricky Starks defeated Wheeler Yuda. Uh, good for Starks. Solid match. Uh, again, we got more Moxley on commentary, which is a blessing and a joy. Uh, Brian Danielson defeated Zack Sabre Jr. I, match of the year candidate on a show that already had, you know, hangman and swerve, which I would say is also a match of the year candidate. Yeah. You, I could easily see that. Holy shit. What a match. Um, uh, I love that Brian had to win off of a strike. So there is kind of that little bit of an asterisk. Um, I loved on commentary. Nigel hates Danielson. Moxley loves Danielson. Fuck that guy. Take his head. Like just. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to even like properly say about this match because this shit is like they should have sent a poet. Yeah. So fucking good. This it wasn't like so like that Okada, the Danielson Okada match really felt like a letdown. One, because Danielson broke his arm at, towards the end, so that hurt it. But also, like, it had to follow that Kenny Omega-Will Ospreay match. Mm-hmm. And as we were watching that Swerve-Hangman match, I was like, oh, no. It's going to happen again. This, like, Danielson-Dream match is going to be underwhelming. But thank God, it was not. No, like, and they, this
1: was they gave it the proper so amount of time good. it needed. Like, they, yeah. they let those guys really go in there and have a match. And it was, like... It was one of the best, like, it's insane that, like, in the year of 2023, we're getting to see some of the best matches I think we'll ever get to see. Yeah. Like, just, like, put together, the moves were there, like, you had two people just that f- they fucking get it. hmm And, like, it was technical wrestling, and you hear some people being like, technical wrestling doesn't draw, and it's just like, ah, yeah, it does if the people are that good at it. Yeah. And those two, and- those two fuckers are that good at it.
0: Oh, so good. Uh, it was immediately followed by the Don Callis family, uh, Takeshita, Will Ospreay, and Sammy Guevara, defeating Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi, um, in a match that was just as long, well, 10 seconds shorter. Uh, this was, this one had fun moments in it, but man, it just, it took too long. It, It dragged, it didn't need to be as long as it was, um, yeah, I, it just, like, the Don Callis family thing doesn't super interest me. The people involved in it do. Like, just give me Kenny Omega versus Takeshita one-on-one. Yeah. Um, like, we, we got Powerhouse Hobbs, who's into the newest member of the family, which, one, I love Hobbs getting the spotlight. Um, And he got a good win over Jericho last week. So, that's cool. I'm into that. But this match just, again, it's one of those, like, I don't know if it was necessary. I, I don't think I can call it bad. It just... It, to me, it lasted too long, and
1: yeah, if it was like five, six minutes shorter, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot better of a match. I did not like it.
0: Yeah, uh, FTR retained the AEW Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open. Um, Whoo! I I didn't I I didn't see a report about it, but like there was that really scary spot where Mark Davis looked like it, he broke his wrist. Yep, and he did did he okay so i didn't i hadn't i hadn't seen that confirmed anywhere but yeah so that sucks and with the way that starks and big bill won the titles i don't think they called an audible in this match when he when that when they knew that happened but like part of me is like i wonder especially because they were supposed to go over yeah like and then fdr you know lost in such quick, decisive fashion. I think you know, that the was next
1: week. I honestly think that was, I think cash is hurt. That's what everyone he, apparently he's not Oh, he's not like there's,
0: there, there was people speculating about it, but like, apparently I saw a report the other day that like, nope, he's actually healthy. They just wanted to like, they actually pitched to put them over that strong. Oh,
1: well, good for them. So, I mean, if anybody's going to do that, <laughs> it'd be FTR. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, but over like aside from Davis getting hurt, but, like, fucking, I don't like it when people wrestle hurt. Because, like, I don't want you to be hurt. I want you to be safe. I want you to be healthy yeah. long-term. You know, there's no shame in being like, oh, fuck, my wrist is broken.
1: Yeah, there's...
0: I'm not going to continue to use this arm for, like, ten minutes. But, like, he did it. he And, like, I do want to, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing for me, personally, because it's like, well, I want to give him kudos for... Because yeah. he did it, and that's fucking ballsy. But at the same time, like... You shouldn't have done it though. Like yeah. I wish you hadn't do it. And it's but...
1: it's very much like built into all of those guys' mindsets. Mm-hmm. Like there it's a it's a certain thing. It's fucking stupid. Anytime you but hear me I'm
0: built different. So if I get a hang nail, we're going two minutes.
1: Yeah, like it's one of those where it's <laughs> like apples and oranges, but I was in a I was in a match where I should have stopped multiple times. And you just, well, one was a concussion. I wasn't in my right mind. But, like, there was one time where I'm just standing there with my lip hanging off of my face a little bit. And I was like, I can keep working. It was stupid. But, like, we're all kind of told, no, you finished the match. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to say that Mark Davis, like, realized that his wrist was fucked. And he was just like, well, we're here. It's, It's the Cody Rhodes thing. It's not like right. I can fuck it up more. Uh, see, but you can't. Oh, no, you totally he, can. He, I And I agree. He could have. Yeah, he could have. He very well could have. He might <laughs> have. He very well might have. It might have been a sprain that turned into a break. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't... I'm with you. Nobody should wrestle hurt. But... And I hate that I do that.
0: Yeah, but, no, it, I mean, you just heard me do the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's not like I'm about to get mad at you. Yeah, but it's it. like...
1: No, well, yeah, because, like, no. Because it's, it's fucking stupid. Like it's borderline toxic masculinity at a certain point but like it's like you don't want anybody working hurt but who am i to tell a grown man especially fucking mark davis grown man Mm -hmm. that no your wrist is broken this is probably the most important match of your career let's fucking call it so we can get you checked out and he's probably just sitting there being like well it's already fucked so like
0: he's a big Australian brute. He's gonna call me the c word. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, no, he's, we're going an extra five. He's
1: from a place where everything there is actively trying to kill itself. So like, a broken wrist is probably just a fucking Tuesday to that guy.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, that match ruled. It sucks that someone gets hurt. Um, yeah, yeah. The match,
0: it's, the match itself was great, and it like I love tag team wrestling, and goddamn, you are not gonna find many better than FTR. Yeah. And honestly, Aussie Open, like, that is someone who just, like, they came in, they got a shot, and they took every fucking inch of it. Like, so good. Uh, and then the main event. Christian Cage defeating Darby Allin in a 2 out of 3 falls match, 2 to 1, to retain the AEW TNT Championship now that he has won it from Luchasaurus and is the actual champion himself. Poor fucking Luchasaurus. Um... So, up until a certain point, loved everything about this Ooh, and
1: then it went right the fuck off the rails,
0: didn't it? It went off the rails off a fucking cliff of my enjoyment. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I don't know what the fuck was supposed to happen, but the dropping him from the apron... To avoid the stairs, than being like, nah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna throw you onto the stairs. I hated it. Yeah. I hated that so much. Um, and then taking the, you know, destroying the ring, all of that, yada yada. Well, I mean, yada. as like, someone that has to, tear, two- as
1: someone has to tear the ring down, I appreciated Christian doing that because, right. like, he, he, helped, was, he, he helped, he helped his was brother out, out the road crew. Yeah,
0: he was helping his brothers out. Yeah, I get it. Hey, hey, it shows you're never too old to pay your dues. <laughs> that man is a forty-year veteran. Um. But what the fuck? And like, hey, ref, homeboy's on a stretcher, like <laughs> strapped in. I think we can call that second fall, maybe. Like, where, <laughs> where are you? You know, once he gets to his primary care physician in three to five days, like, is he going to come back to this arena? I'm pretty sure they've got basketball or something. Like, it's booked out. You know, you can call it here. So I hated that um after the match though uh Nick Wayne turned on Darby uh aligned himself with the man who just tried to commit a murder and then as another murder was being co- about to be committed Adam Copeland makes his AEW debut Adam Copeland is all elite uh and we gotta stop giving Jeff Hardy shit now because people were have been on his ass for taking two seconds to do, uh, the, to do his little dance before he goes to the ring to save Matt Edge had a vignette he played to both sides of the crowd while his entrance music played he did his full pyro stance <laughs> and got his full pyro in before he went in there to save Darby and Sting cause Sting randomly just like walked to the ring he looked so fucking annoyed I don't understand what that was they told me to put the uh, makeup
1: on an hour ago what the fuck <laughs>
0: Like that was so weird. Um, but it's awesome to see edge, uh, to see Adam Copeland in AEW. Uh, that's going to be hard to do. That one's going to be hard to do. Yeah. That one's weird. That one's weird. Um, it gave us a great moment that would have been, if it wasn't for Moxley, it would have been my power of positivity. The let's re, you know, you and me one more run. Let's do it. Brings him in for the hug. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so good. Um, the match itself was fine up until, like, it was, re- I was really enjoying it up until that last yeah 10 minutes or whatever it was of just, like, what the fuck are you doing? At a
1: certain point, Darby will not be made out of rubber anymore.
0: No, and he, I mean, he said he basically wants to be Dynamite Kid. Yeah. Like, he's gonna try to climb Mount Everest, which, like, on the one hand, dumb. But on this other hand, there's literally a line to get to the summit because, like, a bunch of millionaires just climb up there. Which, you know, if he does it where he's the one climbing and he's not just exploiting some of the local people to, like, get him up there like these millionaires are doing, then that's one thing. But, like, otherwise, there's a lot of people that have climbed Mount Everest and it doesn't feel like it's that big of an accomplishment. So, but, okay. Okay. Well, there's not a lot of hope you don't die on a mountain. There's not a lot of air up
1: there, so I think that's the gimmick. I don't know. (laughs) I've never climbed Mount Everest. I've been in Greeley, Colorado, and hated my life because I couldn't breathe for three days. (laughs) Fuck Colorado! God, I hate Colorado. Uh, But there's no air there. It's just it's all thin. It's so it's it's, all right.
0: Adam Copeland debuting with AEW, stopping Christian from murderizing Sting and Darby. Um, Wrestle Dream was a. Just fucking great show, though. Top to bottom. Amazing pay-per-view. Had a great time watching it. Uh, <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you told me that today. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we are at an hour and 16 minutes. I don't want to run into the problem of the audio's too big to upload. Yeah. You just want to call it? No. Okay. I do want to give you... I want to have you pick let's say three things that you've purchased. Okay. And then, um, we'll do three things that you purchased and then we'll get a list together for next week. Got it. And what, and then I will make sure that we have more time for you to do wrestling with articulation and proper. If you're new to us and you've stuck with us this far, hell yeah. Uh, but every week we also have a segment called wrestling with articulation where we talk about action figures and video games and comics that are related to pro wrestling. sometimes not related to pro wrestling but this this week it's all related to pro wrestling
1: yeah um I won't talk about Morph uh so Morph I uh man there's been so much uh I got Samoa Joe in from rings uh not ringside uh Target Samoa Joe I got the AEW Mm -hmm. his first figure really good um for a first time in the line and a lot of new parts for the most part um they actually kind of reused the Miro body uh For some of it, but like really good figure. Um, I'm a big fan of it. You can swap uh, one of his elite heads on it and it does kind of make it look a little bit better. And that bums me out because I like my elite too much to do that. Um, (laughs) And then I got that one. Um, I got most of elite 104 that I wanted, which the three I really, really wanted was Rick Steiner, Braun Breaker and Solo Sokoa. Um, They're pretty good figures. And then the, the granddaddy. Of the since I've seen you last was I got the Rock Ultimate from uh, Target. It was a Target exclusive, and it was Rock from like '98. Whenever he had the tracksuit, and this has been like the most uh, best investment figure I've bought in a while because I put the tracksuit on Elite 100 Rock because I had that, and now I got tracksuit Rock sitting next to Man Kind in my collection, and I just have a really fucking cool 1998 like Rock um, in an ultimate form. And it's like, whenever we do like my best ofs of the year with action figures, cause I have made it. So they make so much that I've had to like put a lot of conditionals. Like this is my favorite ultimate. It's like that rock again, figure of the year is a very high contender. Cause it is <laughs> such a great figure. Um, but yeah, those are the three ones I got a lot of that. I, that I was very happy with the ones from one Oh four Smojo, and the rock I've gotten. I'm looking at so many other ones I bought. Um, <laughs> but yeah but yeah AEW's donating like 50,000 toys
0: f- yeah it was some ridiculous number uh so um,
1: whenever we did the report that the stores are taking figures away like getting rid of peg mm-hmm. warmers at the end those
0: are all what's gonna be
1: at the end of the day the kids are getting toys and they don't have to pay for them so I don't give a fuck what they get if, they, if it's a bunch of Reho's and Nyla Roses and Sheetah's a kid is getting a toy that's all that matters yeah um, Yep. But yeah, I wanted to call that out. That was cool.
0: But yeah. Um, yeah. Over 50,000 AEW toys donated Toys for Tots. Over a million dollars in toys. Uh, Hell yeah. Not
1: if you go on ringside.
0: No. <laughs> well, no, but with shipping. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> then $2 million. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, next week, I'll go more into depth with stuff that's going on. There's a really, they're doing a weird made-to-order elite set that I'm super into that me and you couldn't figure out why they did it the way they did but we'll talk about that next week
0: Asa hit it with the plugs so I can Oh, nope because there's one thing that I do want to point out that got leaked it's not an official announcement we'll talk more of it when it's actually announced but we are getting the best Eddie Kingston action figure ever made it is the blood covered gas can carrying Eddie Kingston Um, it's going to be a AEW shop exclusive it looks like uh, it hasn't been officially announced yet so we don't know when it goes on sale but I will be setting an alarm and uh, using the bathroom at work. Yo. When it goes on sale cuz it is going to be like a 1 in 3000. Probably a 1 of 3000 so which typically those don't sell out that quickly but I this one might just because of how fucking cool it this is. This is the first Blood one in a shirt. Yeah, this is oh. the
1: first one in a while that's like actually different enough. like I have the Sheeta and it lay like, they literally just put a shirt and a kendo stick in the box. No, yep. the box is right. The box it's. I will say, if I can get two of these, I will. Because I have all the blood and guts figures, so I have to open it. Like, if I get one, it has oh. to get opened. But... One in box, one to open? Yeah. That's fair. It's $100 to do that, but
0: fuck, I might. Might, might <laughs> fuck around and find out. We don't know. There you go. It's the best way to do it. Irresponsible spend monsters coming at you um but yeah that is it that is it for the show thank you all so much uh very very happy to be back next week uh we are going to be recording on friday so we won't have the normal episode up uh or like the it won't be the normal upload time so just as a heads up there uh because real life is dumb anyway you can follow us on the the social networks uh on x on twitter on instagram on threads at nerdiest part um, I am on all of those as well as uh, the five-star man with the number five. Uh, Dalton is on Twitter, Mr. D. Anthony, N-P-O-T-R. And that's going to do it. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us this tonight. It's so great to be back uh, into the swing of things. Thank you to Dalton for uh, hanging out as well. And I hope you all have a great week. We will see you Friday next week. Thank you again. But until next Friday, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.